0: Isn't it wonderful to know that God gives us another chance? Not just a second chance, another chance. And hello everybody, Brian Sussman here, the Another Chance Daily Devotion, and I'm going to Matthew chapter 12. It reads like this from the New International Version. At that time, Jesus went through the grain fields on the Sabbath. His disciples were hungry and began to pick some of the heads of grain and eat them. When the Pharisees saw this, they said, Look, your disciples are doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath. Jesus answered, Haven't you read what David did when he and his companions were hungry? He entered the house of God, and he and his companions ate the the consecrated bread, which was not lawful for them to do, but only for the priests. Or haven't you read in the law that on the Sabbath, the priests in the temple desecrate the day and yet are innocent? I tell you that one greater than the temple is here. He was referring to himself. If you had known what these words mean, I desire mercy, not sacrifice, you would not have condemned the innocent, for the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. Okay, so where are we going with this, you're asking? We'll get to that in just a moment. But notice that on the Sabbath, he was going through the grain fields, With his disciple, the grain fields. They were walking on the grain, and as you walk on grain, you're trampling it down. I just want you to remember that really quick. From going on to that place, he went on to the synagogue, and a man with a shriveled hand was there. And looking for a reason to accuse Jesus, they asked him, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? And he, Jesus, said to them, If any of you has a sheep and it falls into a pit on the Sabbath, will you not take hold of it and lift it out? How much more valuable is a man than a sheep? Therefore, it is lawful to do good on the Sabbath. And then he said to the man, stretch out your hand. So he stretched it out and was completely restored, just as sound as the other. Let me make sure I turn off my phone here because I don't want you to hear that any longer. And my apologies. So he stretched out his hand. It was completely restored, just as sound as the other. But the Pharisees went out and plotted how they might kill Jesus. This is really interesting. And the book of Matthew takes this to the next level, which is so wonderful. You know, I really encourage those of you who only read the New Testament to start reading the Old Testament because, of course, what is hidden in the old is revealed in the new. And some of those hidden things are absolute treasures, and they really help develop the New Testament story. For example, we just continue here. Uh, Aware of this, Jesus withdrew from that place, because, again, the Pharisees went out and plotted how to kill him. Aware of this, Jesus withdrew from that place. Many followed him, and he healed all their sick warning them not to tell who he was this was to, fill, to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet isaiah here is my servant whom i have chosen the one i love and whom i delight i will put my spirit on him and he will pro- proclaim justice to the nations he will not quarrel or cry out no one will hear his voice in the streets A bruised reed he will not break and a smoldering wick he will not snuff out till he leads justice to victory. In his name, the nations will put their hope. It's interesting when we piece all of this together. He had just walked through the grain fields with his disciples on the Sabbath. And again, when you're walking on the grain, you're trampling it down. And, and those reeds of grain, so to speak, those stems of grain, if you will, they become bruised. They're, they're smashed to the ground and they're bruised. But guess what? They will arise again. Bruised reeds will arise again. And even with certain types of plants, I'm, a, I'm an avid vegetable gardener. And I have cauliflower and broccoli in my garden as we speak. And I just cut off the big heads of broccoli, the main primary heads, as well as the heads of cabbage. Now, at that point in time, the plants look terrible. They look awful. And a lot of people think, well, you should just probably pull them out of the ground at this point. And in fact, that's what the commercial farmers do because they don't have time to tend the plants and restore them for what they're about to do next. When you cut off that big head of broccoli very soon, if you take care of the broccoli plant properly, more smaller heads of broccoli will appear. And they're incredibly tasty, just takes a little time. And with the heads of cabbage that have been cut off, it looks as if that cabbage plant is as good as dead. But with water and care, suddenly you get one and even two heads of cabbage. I liken this to the bruised reed that the Lord will never break. The bruised reed. Where am I going with this? We are bruised reeds. Some of us are are banged up and beaten up and have been through hell and back, it would seem. Some of you have had incredibly terrible circumstances come your way. And God sees you And wants to restore you like that bruised reed. He will not break the bruised reed. And a smoldering wick, he will not snuff out. So think of the candle as it's burning out oftentimes. What happens? If there's just a little bitty spark left, you can blow on it and restore the flame. And that's what the Lord would like to do with us as well when that flame inside us is about to go out, when we're just overcome with the, the, the cares of this world and the troubles of this world, there's still a little flame there that the Lord can blow on. He blows His Holy Spirit upon us and revives that flame. See, that's, that's a beautiful passage from the book of Isaiah that Matthew quotes. And this is why I say it's wonderful to look up these portions of the New Testament and think, okay, well, okay, we know this is from Isaiah. Where in Isaiah? Well, in this particular case, all you have to do is turn to Isaiah 42. Some of these exact words are in Matthew, but it goes further. Here is my servant whom I uphold. So this is... The Father speaking about the Son, Jesus. My chosen one in whom I delight. I will put my spirit on him and he will bring justice to the nations. And you're thinking, where's the justice to the nations? Well, that's coming. That is coming. He will not shout or cry out or raise his voice in the streets. A bruised reed he will not break. A smoldering wick he will not snuff out. In faithfulness, he will bring forth justice. He will not falter or be discouraged till he establishes justice on earth. In his law, the islands will put their hope, which is really interesting because many people reading this had never seen an island before, but they knew of them. They had, they'd had no idea how, how large the earth was and that there were many, many islands in faraway places. So what, what is the Lord saying in this particular prophecy? He's saying the islands, the people in faraway places, friends that you will never meet, will place their hope in my son. And isn't that indeed the case today? People in the far reaches of the world have heard about Jesus and have placed their faith in him. This is what the Lord God says, who created the heavens and stretched them out. Oh, that's beautiful. He created the heavens, we read in Genesis, and he stretched them out. The folks reading this realized that this meant they went on for eternity. They didn't have telescopes to look into deep space, but they knew from this verse that the heavens stretched out and kept going and going and going, God created an infinite space. Isn't that amazing? Outer space is infinite. It's hard to wrap your brain around that. And it goes on to say, who spread out the earth and all that comes out of it. So the earth has been spread on this terrestrial ball and much comes out of it who gives breath to its people. We can't live without breath. And he gave us the breath of life and life to those who walk on it, the earth. I, the Lord, have called you in righteousness. And he calls each and every woman and man on this planet, every boy and girl, everyone, he calls. He calls in righteousness. What does righteousness mean? I think a great description, at least from my standpoint, is right relationship. He calls us to right relationship with him. I will keep you and make you to be a covenant for the people and a light to the Gentiles. You see, at this point in time, Israel was the people group chosen by God. And yet in this particular passage, it makes it clear this, this salvation won't be just for you guys. It's going to be for the entire world, all peoples. Verse 7, to open eyes that are blind, to free captives from prison, and to release from the dungeon those who sit in darkness. I'm thinking of those who have been imprisoned unrighteously, unfairly. I'm thinking of our brothers and sisters in China right now who are behind bars for their faith. I'm thinking of the same thing in Russia, in places like Iran. But even beyond that, to open eyes that are blind and free captives from prison, how many people are in prison right now, in prison with depression, in prison with hopelessness, in a dungeon of darkness without the light of Jesus? He wants to set Those people free too. See, the former things, well, let's go back to verse 8, which I didn't read. I am the Lord, that is my name. I will not give glory to another or praise to idols. I am the Lord and that is my name, with an exclamation point. I will not give my glory to another or praise to idols. In other words, everyone else that this world worships. And we could name all of the false gods that are being worshiped presently, or we could name the false gods that people worship right now. Everything from rock stars to movie stars to inanimate objects like a phone. He is the Lord of all. Verse 9, see, the former things have taken place and new things I declare. So the Lord's saying, don't look back. I'm making all things new, beginning with you, if you allow me to. See, the former things have taken place, and the new things I declare, before they spring into being, I announce them to you. Lord, thank you for the fact that a bruised reed And many of us are bruised reeds. You will not break. You will restore to health. And a smoldering wick. And some of us feel like that light is about to go out. Oh, God, please help us. And you're there to blow the wind of your Holy Spirit upon us and revive us. Revive us. You're there to set captives free and release people from the dungeons. You have made all things new, O Lord. We thank you. We praise you for this time together in the name of your son, Jesus, the one who sacrificed his life so that we may have life and life abundant. Amen. This is the Another Chance Daily Devotion. I'm Brian Sussman. Thanks for joining me. Until next time, God bless you and God bless the United States of America.